This is episode 13 of My Heroic Life. This week we are talking with Jamie Nalbandian about her new book, Living Your Life in Plan B to Z. Welcome back, everybody. It has been a while. Happy Wednesday. Welcome to the show. I am so excited to be back. It's been about a month since our last episode. Uh, A couple of things came up in life that kind of pushed things back. Um, I was a bit under the weather for a few weeks, and we had that crazy election last week. And um, I don't know if I touched on it in any of our previous episodes, but about a month ago, uh, a large number of my friends from Disney were let go. Um, it's been weighing on me pretty heavily, and I know a lot of people are still going through the process of finding new jobs. It's been a really difficult time for a lot of people. Um, so yeah, just I took a little bit of a break from the show, and um, it's good to be back. Um, what's interesting to me about this interview that I did with Jamie about four weeks ago is that it ended up being exactly what I needed to hear a month later um, when I been, went back to listen to it. Um, so in this episode, we discuss her new book, Living Your Life in Plan B to Z. And uh, we really focus in on how we can find new avenues and pathways in life to achieve our goals. So uh, this is a great book. It's a lot more of kind of soul searching and diving in and and thinking about the things that you really want to do with your life. Um, This year has been a really good time for that for a lot of people. And, uh, you know, we all go through difficult times in our lives. There are are moments where we, you know, for whatever reason, we, we fall into a rut and we feel like we can't get out of it. And I really think this interview was helpful. And at least for me, when I was listening back to it and, and how we process these challenges that we face and how we can stay open to finding the right path to take next. So I I hope you guys enjoy this week's episode. Feel free again to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at My Heroic Life. And also feel free to check out Jamie's book. Um, It's available for purchase on Amazon. And once again, it's called Living Your Life in Plan B to Z. Thank you so much, Jamie, for joining me on this interview. This is a good one, guys. Let's get started. All right. Welcome back, everybody. And we are here with Jamie Nalbandi. And how are you today, Jamie? I'm doing good. How are you doing today? Doing all right. I'm just, I'm so happy to have you on. I uh, We've been talking about this for a while, and I'm just excited to to dive into your new book and all of that. But yeah. Yes, yes. I'm excited. I'm excited to be able to be here today and talk about it. Of course. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, we'll just do a little short intro. We can talk a little bit about... Um, you know, how we met, how do we know each other? And then, you know, a little bit about yourself, what you do, all that. Cool. Well, I'm Jamie Nelbondian. Um, I was a Disney cast member um, to be continued what I am now on that. Um, but I um, am a mother, I'm a motivator and I'm inspirer. Um, I believe in helping people make their big dreams come true. Um, I was doing it quite naturally, whether in my job at, at Disney or um, my friends on Saturday night jab sessions. And I decided, you know what? I want to help more than just my my group. And um, I want to be mom to more than just my group. And so I decided I would, you know, just try to make big dreams come true. So I started with this book. And um, getting into motivational speaking and seeing where that comes. Yeah, that's amazing. And um, yeah, so you you said you mentioned you're kind of a mom of your of a little group. So uh, how did how did that start? Was that something that you've always been kind of like the the group mom, or is that something you took on uh, more recently? I um, I've been a mom for a long time, like a real mom. Yeah, <laughs> real mom. I have yeah. a 19 year old. So if anybody can believe that, um, I have my kids are 19, 10, and um, seven months. So I have very spread apart ages. So I've always been a mom. But I feel like people come to me a lot, uh, just 
for their mom needs sometimes it, whether it just be a hug or a motivation or a you know uh, uh, just a jam session with somebody who's not going to be in the drama and so um i guess my momhood went from being you know just my everyday to becoming my circle now to my outer circle where i can help out people i don't even know yeah absolutely that's that's definitely something i recognize in you uh, like so we we both met at disney and um, I, I could definitely get that vibe from you that you're somebody that always wants to help out. And so many people come to you for advice. And um, I, I think your book is amazing, uh, mm. mainly because of what I noticed is that there's a lot of uh, self-reflection that's required upon the person that's reading. Yes. Um, so, yeah, if you want to dive into that and, you know, what your inspiration was for the book and, you know, what what all all of that was. <laughs> Well, like my children and like my not so biological children, I found that everybody is different. You really have to take a task and you have to say, I'm going to treat this person different than I'm going to treat that person. So in having that said, I knew that my book had to look completely different for everybody. I couldn't just mom the same way or be a cheerleader. And I see being a cheerleader to encourage these people was a cheerleader in high school, but she being a cheerleader now, I'm encouraging people and you have to do it a completely different way for each person. So I tailored the book to be a motivational slash journal where I would talk a little bit about my myself. I would explain the situation and then I would really give it an opportunity for the person who's holding the book to make it their own. Right. Absolutely. And so your book is called Living Your Life in Plan A to Z. Um, I really like. Oh, that's right. Living through B. Yeah. yeah. Plan A. Thank <laughs> you. Thank okay. you for the correction. Um, so what was just kind of your, your inspiration for that? And um, I know you, you touch on it very briefly mm-hmm. at the beginning of your book about how you did have a plan A and then, you know, things kind of changed. And, but you're still very happy with the life that you have. Uh, so if you could touch on that, it'd be really great. Yeah. So plan A is when I grow up, I want to be fill in the blank. For me, I always thought it would be entertainment. I always thought, oh, I'll be in Broadway. Oh, I'll be an actress. I did not get given a good voice to sing. My own children don't like me to sing. Um, My (sighs) entertainment is very, it's, you know, it's it's a very small space and it's a very large amount of people. So that being said, I didn't break into it the way that I wanted to. So constantly, I was trying to feed plan A throughout my whole entire life. Plan A existed as a little girl named Jamie, who just was so excited to become that entertainer for people. She didn't get to. She got handed a child. She didn't get to. She got handed, um, you know, a really hard life and became a single mom twice. And it was just really hard for her. So plan B through Z is still taking your heart's heart, but also kind of weaving through your life and, and all the things that life throws at us. So right. um, at one point in my life, um, I dove into makeup. I was working at a small Estee Lauder counter um, in a very small town. And I said, I want to get into movie makeup. I ran with that statement. And 34, or 34 films later, in less than four years, two multi-million dollar movies and four national commercials, I had done something in entertainment. I had been a part of a lot of big things. Um, all from that little, I want to be an entertainer when I was a young girl. Um, and also, you know, moving here to California, I'm from Washington State. and. I wanted I wanted nothing more to be in the hub of of the things that were going on. And one time we were here at Disneyland and we were watching the fireworks and my oldest daughter was about 13 years old. And I looked at her and I said this is I'm going to make this your everyday normal. I'm going to make this your life. I'm going to make this what's going on for you. And she looked at me like I was crazy. <laughs> well, now I live in Southern California. I did work for Disney. You know, like it became a normal thing to hear the Disneyland fireworks or even see them. My kids knew that as soon as the fireworks were happening, it was time to go to bed. It became their everyday normal. Um, it was a it it wasn't like 
oh, I'm working as a Disney actress, it, but I was in entertainment. I uh, was entertaining people on a daily basis. So I was helping that person. And I was proving to myself that a big dream, just by speaking a big dream from my plan A, that I could carry it through my other plans in life. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love what you said about you know, wanting to break into entertainment, but you still found a way to do it in a, in a different way that was something that you were, you were talented at doing, like you said, with makeup. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and also, um, with Disney, that was kind of my experience as well. Just, um, I, you know, I moved out to Los Angeles to be an actor and, and, um, I struggled with a lot of insecurity and getting myself out there. And it's a lot of promotional stuff that I felt really uncomfortable with doing. Uh, and I, I would refuse to go to Disney because it was in Anaheim and it's too far away from Los Angeles and I and I would never go. Um, and I had, you know, week after week of rejection and going to auditions with, you know, different directors and producers and being so scared out of my mind at those auditions. And then I came down to Disney just for fun one day to do a Disney audition. And I had no fear going into that because it wasn't it wasn't as big or scary right. to me. And I got it, you know, it's one of those things where um, sometimes you have to go where the doors open for you um, and and see what you can do. And and honestly, what happened was it, it made me a better entertainer, a better performer. Uh, I grew into my own skin a little bit more, grew up more by by going to Disney because that that really helped me. So like you were saying, it's it's just looking for different avenues, different alternatives mm-hmm. Um, to to still move towards the things that you love, which I really liked. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, and I'm I'm so glad to have met you. And there, obviously, for for anyone that doesn't know, I mean, most of my viewers are are related to Disney in in some way. But you know, we've been experiencing layoffs right now. Uh, like twenty eight twenty eight thousand employees from Disney were laid off. Yep. Um, a, a lot of my closest friends. <laughs> Uh, were laid off and uh, it's just been really difficult to hear. Um, and you were mentioning that to me as well earlier, but yeah. 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 I mean, it's, it's a hard, hard situation. And um, I, I feel like in all this time that we just, we, we have to hold on to hope and we have to hold on to those dreams that, you know, maybe Disney isn't, you know, an, a forever thing or, maybe we fill our plates until we can get back in there, you know, and um, I'm a big person of just, you know, getting back up and, and doing it again. You know, I mean, hard times. Yeah. They, you deserve, you need to cry. You need to get through it, you know, but at the same time, you are a very strong person and you can't let it give you up. You know, you just, you can't, you, you yeah. gotta, you gotta, you know, clean your knees off and keep going, get back up stronger than ever, you know? Absolutely. And I I think one of the things that this situation has been teaching a lot of people um, that work for the company or maybe work for another company that had a lot of layoffs um, is it it gives us the opportunity to reflect on what we really want to be doing with our lives. Um, And I've been so inspired by, People over the last, I don't know, seven or eight months, close friends of mine who have branched out into other areas of creativity uh-huh. where they're like, you know, I haven't been doing X, Y, Z, and I really want to do these things. Um, and I've been putting them off for whatever reason. I have all this free time right now because of quarantine and social distancing. So now's my time to, you know, become a writer or become, uh-huh. you know, an actor or work on my, you know, project or whatever it is. So I think as much as it's been painful for a lot of people, it has also brought a lot of self-reflection and change. Yeah. I completely feel that. I've been so inspired by hearing some of the people when people come to get my book and especially Disney cast members, you know, it's like, Oh, what are you doing now? Oh, I've got this, this, and this. I'm like, what? This is awesome. You know, like, yeah, it's a blessing sometimes, you know, hard, hard blessing, but blessing you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And have you, I feel you, so this book you just finished recently, correct? Yes. This book finished a little less than two months ago. So gotcha. it's been on Amazon for a little bit now. 
Yeah. And so it's exciting. Yeah. And so it's, it's the same for you, you know, with this, with the situation and everything in flux and changing that, that mm-hmm. you were able to say, you know what, I want to inspire more people. Yep. Um, I want to change the world in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, I, th- I think it's remarkable that, that you've done this and, you know, I have a book idea that I want to do and I'm like so scared to figure out the whole process, but it's, it's one of those things you got to push through. Mm-hmm. So, and, and you have more, even more planned you were mentioning to me as well. Do you want to yes. touch on that? Yeah. So my, my plans changed, you know, like pandemic hit and I, you know, had a baby and I was like, oh, what better time than to create a book when I have a new, a newborn, you know, uh, that's my, <laughs> that's how my brain works. I swear. I, I thrive on chaos. Um, and so I put out the book and I swear when my book got done, my husband was so excited. He's my number one. He's like my, my rock, my, my everything. And he was like, are you excited? Like I put it on Amazon, everything went through, there it was, you know? And I was like, I think I have six more to do. And at <laughs> that point I had been wrestling for about two days. I had God or my crazy mind or whomever you believe puts thoughts in your head like this, but yeah, so it's going to be a series of six and different things. Same concept, small, right, journalism, journal, you know, base it on my reader for that busy person who's like me, um, but it's a big dreamer. And then um, just breaking it up. Um, the next book is um, going to be about taking your hardships and rising from them. So um, I'm calling it um uh, living as a phoenix because phoenix is a mythical bird that rises up after you after it burns and it becomes stronger so mm-hmm. thought that would be kind of cool so um yeah and very relevant i think as well yes yes hopefully i'm hoping it will be out by spring um hoping hoping you never know i mean just write yeah. it and get it done when you can get it done yeah absolutely well well thank you for sharing that and i'm i'm excited to see Thank you. Where you go next with that? I've been doing a lot of writing myself as well. I I um been doing the Aspire program, uh, Yay. so I'm getting my master's in professional creative writing, yes. and um yeah, I uh, I've always loved writing, but I kind of shied away from it a little bit more when I moved out to LA because mm-hmm. I wanted to focus on acting. Uh, but I had all these ideas for screenplays and TV ideas that I've been kind of putting on the back burner and, and, uh, these classes have been helping me realize, okay, like I can do this. I have the, the skill to do it. Uh, just a matter of putting, putting the work in. And even though it's like a a large volume of work, Mm -hmm. uh, just got to keep pushing and and set, set those deadlines for yourself. So. Yes. That's awesome. I can't wait to see what you put out there. Yeah. I'm here. If you need help as a writer, I mean, it takes a village and I had people that helped me, you know, that came behind me and helped out. We all have to help out one another or it's not. Yeah. Work. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah. What what are some experiences in your life that um, maybe shaped you into who you are today? Um, you know, are there any lessons that you might be able to share from your book? Uh, I personally really liked the uh, concept of um letting go of your past and, and moving forward and the the lion king quote that was my favorite um but so yeah anything in your life that you reflect on that you're that you're really proud of that got you to where you are today i think the aspects that make me um i, I you know i always consider myself like a puzzle you know without this part and this part and this part i'm not i'm not who i am you know good bad or irrelevant you know i mean you have to take the bad with the good and um, being a mother, first and foremost, that was my number one piece. Um, I think it in the times where things are so uncertain and so much insanity, I, I tend to thrive, you know, like I think I got three hours of sleep last night and I'm here, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just, okay, let's do it. You know, I've got to, yeah. I've got stuff I got to do. I've got things that need to be done. Um, and then, um, being in the film industry. For four years. Um, I also was in the um, theater industry um, and I had done countless, countless plays, well, well over 34. Um, and being such a hard worker and learning to flex 
in being different green rooms and being on different, you know, like we did a, a Western one time and I was in the middle of the woods trying to put somebody's makeup on, you know, I think at one point, like there was a raccoon that passed and I swear to God, it was a bear or something. I mean, I like, you know, I mean, that's that weird of a situation. Um, and, and it takes adaption. Um, so, um, and I think Disney, you know, definitely taught me to do it all with a smile on my face because I don't think, I mean, I was a cheerleader, so I was very like motivated and go at it, but, um, teaches you to like, you know, just put a smile on your face and keep going at it. Um, no matter what's going on, no matter if it's 900 degrees outside and you're sweating through everything that you're wearing or, um, you just, you're dealing with people that just aren't the happiest people on earth, you know? Um, so for me, just those all kind of encompassed all together very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, and, and it just makes me, you know, just keep going, you know? Um, I'd like to say in 30 years, you know, that I'm gonna look completely different than I am now, you know, but if I know anything from Jamie, it might look completely different, but I'm going to be completely more successful in 30 years. There won't be a downward spiral just because of how I've been. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. It's, yeah, I, I like that. It's good, to, it's good to visualize who you're going to be, you know, later on and, and know that, you know, I, I am going to be successful. I am not going to you know, right. fail because of all of these experiences I've had that I can draw from, um, mm-hmm. which I, I think is really important. And learning to live like plan A, you know, you know, especially I think this year has taught us 2020. We had all so many hopes and dreams for 2020. I think we thought everything was going to be better in 2020. We just, that was going to be our kickoff year. And what we've shown through 2020 is we have to, you know, keep fighting. It's going to look different, but look what can come out of it. You know, mm-hmm. our friends are doing such great things. You know, we thought they were doing amazing things at Disneyland. We thought that they were doing amazing things in their job perspective. But we, we, we've we been seeing all these things kind of come off of it, you know. Mm-hmm. So you don't know what the future is going to look like. As, as So you have to be kind of a chameleon in it. Yeah, absolutely. That's That's something I've been experiencing recently because I I have so many goals and dreams in in terms of art and creativity um especially with this podcast and some things that i see in the future for it and then as and then also still really wanting to be an actor and wanting to produce my own stories and tell stories um but then i also got my real estate license this year um because i need to survive and make money so and it's one of those things where that's a good plan b yeah yeah it is exactly it's a a plan plan b you know yeah. it's not, it's something that'll keep you going and that's where I saw my writing you know it was like while I while I was stuck at home during a pandemic while I was being forced to wear a mask and not be my smiley happy face that I usually am and I you know I became a mom for the third time so that's a little bit of a healing process I became a writer that was a great plan b you know um, yeah. and it's helped define me you know, it's given me a purpose out of what I thought my normal realm was. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it because I've been so resistant to doing real estate because it's not it's not in my wheelhouse and it's not something yeah. that I want to do. And there because there was something in in a coaching call a few weeks ago from my real estate, uh, one of the coaches that works at our at our brokerage was saying, raise your hand if you you know, if you're making millions of dollars, raise your hand if you would still be in real estate. And none of us raised our hands because because uh, almost almost all of us are doing this to provide for ourselves and our families. And it has a high income potential. Um, uh, An idea came to me that, you know, doing doing something like this that allows me to make more income would also give me the potential to outsource some of my work to other people. So, Mm -hmm. you know, for example, my podcast, I have to spend you know, five or six hours editing each episode. Um, mm-hmm. And so that that's a chunk of time that I can get back if I'm making enough income to pay an editor. Yeah. So there's always there's always ways to look at it in terms of like, okay, so I can fund my creativity. Uh-huh. Uh, I can fund projects or stories or other things. Uh-huh. So I, 
it has to all come together in some way. That's what my writing, um, actually, that's kind of how I looked at it was just, it was a great plan B to help me keep going and a fund, you know, where I don't have my day job right now. So, you know, it gives me a greater Mm -hmm. purpose. I've got some projects in the works that hopefully this writing will pay for someday, you know, God willing. (laughs) That's uh, it's something my, one of my parents told me when I was younger, when I I lost a job and um, my parents are both very Christian, very religious. And they, they had this, this concept of um, that, that you're never unemployed. You are, you are always employed. Um, because there's always something that there's always an opportunity that's going to be put in front of you. There's always something that you can find within yourself to do, even if it's not a material money thing, like a, a physical number. There's always something that's going to be there for you um, that's placed in front of you. Yep. Uh, yep. That's good. I like that. Yeah. So I, I think taking advantage of that, listening, being open to new possibilities is important. Yes. Yes. Definitely. Cool. Well, let's talk superheroes. Since <laughs> I like that. Let's do yeah. it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Do you do you have any favorite superheroes? Well, I would have to say my favorite superhero is Captain Amer- uh, Marvel. She is, like I said before, she's one of those girls that, you know, just got knocked down a lot and she got right back up and she, you know, she became stronger the harder that she worked. And you know, I, I like that idea of that superhero that that just and she's just she's got a great soundtrack and she's got an amazing, you know, I have a goo, I have a cat named Goose. So, I, I yeah, I'm kind of a super, super geek with her, I think. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. She's, yeah. she's incredible. I, she really I, is. Yeah. I didn't know much about her. I saw the, the movie and then. Mm-hmm. Um, my opinion on the movie was, oh, you know, it's, you know, it's all right. And then, and then I kind of started diving into the comics and, and some of the writing and all these things that she Mm -hmm. is and what she represents. And and she's an amazing, amazing hero. Right. Yeah. I like her. I think I, I just like her background and how she's this little girl that just never gave up. And then it just, how it progressed. And she was superhero, kind of a mid-grade superhero. And you know, she progressed, you know, she always, you know, I'm just going to get back up, you know? And I feel like that's yeah. me. I feel like that a lot. Yeah. Cool. Cause that's, that's part of the next question is, is, you know, what are the qualities that you hope to express in a, in a hero? Um, you know, what kind of hero you want to be in your own life? So it's, so it's like, like you said, getting back up, that's definitely mm-hmm. hardworking, yeah. motivating. Um, um, I want to be inspiring. You know, I think that's the number one. Um, so some I've had a handful of times people come to me and said, you know, I used your name as somebody who I look up to on a normal basis. And that floors me. Like, that is why I live, breathe, and eat, you know. Or when my kids, you know, they say, who's your hero? And it's in crayon. It's mom. And, you know, she takes care of me. And I'm like, oh the hero so like being inspiring being hardworking, being motivating um you know people i love when people say how do you freaking do it jamie like well i look like this all the time you know And, (laughs) and and then i just laugh because i'm like you guys know like i'm a mess and i will keep going so yeah, I I really like that idea, and it's definitely something you see in Captain Marvel for sure. Mm-hmm. And it's um, not giving up no matter how bad things get. Yes, um, I, I think that that is a quality that we can all use right now during this like this year. Um, mm-hmm. Is just keep keep pushing, keep digging deeper, keep going, um, mm-hmm. not giving up on yourself. Um, right. There's there's a really good comic that they've been writing for Captain Marvel the last couple years since the movie that's more about her childhood um and and um her father is is very um i think like physically abusive um there's like a lot of like really dark things that you don't know about her that they reveal in this in this newer comic um but it adds to her character even more because it shows how much carol really wants to step out of that and break free and be 
you know, a champion to other people and be a strong-willed person. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that, that that's really important right now. Definitely. I definitely agree with that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, are there any... Are there any real life heroes that inspire you? Is there anybody, you know, it could be somebody you never met or a friend or family member, someone that really, really speaks to you, inspires you in your life? Well, lately, um, I have been really leaning on Lucille Ball as a hero, Um, be it the red hair that I've now chosen to go with my entire life. Um, Or on Thursday, it's I Love Lucy Day. Lucille Ball was a mogul. Look into her life. Um, She was the first woman to own a production company. You know, she's the whole reason we have Star Trek, which is amazing. Um, She she took her life and she never gave up. When she was in, um, she was 16 years old. She was in like acting classes and the acting school called their parents and was like, no, Lucy is not good she's wasting her time she's wasting your money she was like devastated you know here at the school but she never gave up and she went into hollywood and she became the it the mecca it said that when um the toilets would overflow on tuesdays right at the same time and and because everybody would get up to use the bathroom at the end of the show and it would like blow septic tanks because businesses closed for I Love Lucy. And she never gave up, you know, even through everything that she was doing. And she did it with such a smile and a characteristic. And for me, that's really what I want to embark. I want to be, I want to be Jamie who's inspiring, but Jamie who also will make you laugh. Like it, whether it's, you know, really, I mean, I, I'll be like Mike Wazowski. I'll throw a pie in my face and, you know, you know, get hurt somehow or your laughter. Um, or I'll, you know, come up with a, a funny thing, you know, so for people to laugh. You know, I that's that's who I am as a character. Um, anyway, so. Yeah, big, long <laughs> rambling. But Lucille Ball, who that lady super inspiring to me. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's thank you for sharing all that info. I, yeah. when I was young, when I was younger, we had uh, our parents bought us the Lucille, like the, I love Lucy shows and uh, the Dick Van Dyke show. We used mm, to watch those. So good. Yeah. We used to watch those in black and white and we would laugh mm-hmm. like hysterically at yeah. them. My and, husband uh, and I sit in bed and watch those old black and white shows and just, it's still so good. You know, it's so timeless. And if, you know, people say, you know, oh, if you, if somebody could play you in a movie, who would it be? And I'd be like, Lucille Ball. Like I go to Universal Studios and my one character that I have to find is Lucille Ball every single time. Um, Oh, do they have her as a character? They have her as a character. So the Ball family actually chooses the Lucy every time. Oh, wow. Yeah. Big deal. Big That's a lot deal. of pressure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought it would be hard in Disney, but you know, when you have you're playing somebody and then Lucille Ball's family has to make like the final cut, you know? Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. No wow. pressure. That, um, no yeah, pressure. Yeah. <laughs> um so um there's somebody like that that I was just thinking of that reminded me of um, I, I was taking a commercial class up in Los Angeles and um, the guy that runs it, he came in and he, he told us this story about Eartha Kitt. Mm. Um, and um, it was really incredible because he was basically, I'm going to butcher the story, but um, okay. basically she, during her period of time, um, you know, McCarthyism was on the rise. There was a lot of just a lot of hatred, a lot of things going on during that time period. Um, and she was very, she was a political activist. She was Mm -hmm. very outspoken. Um, and she was basically blacklisted. Um, and she, she had to go, she, she wanted to keep making her art. So she, she went abroad. She went to Japan. She went to Africa. She went to Europe, um, doing dance and doing performances and Mm -hmm. singing. 
Um, and it made her into the star that she became because she never, ever gave up, even if mm-hmm. in the United States she wasn't perceived as, you know, there was this whole thing about, you know, communism and all these things that they were, people were so hard on her for her skin color, all these things that she just said, okay, I'm just going to keep going. I'm going to keep um, looking for something else to to do because I'm not going to give up on myself or my art because I know mm-hmm. that I'm worth something more than this. So. That's another another person that I her just, plan that just came to mind. Yeah. Yeah. Her yeah. plan B through Z, you know? I mean, it turned out to be even better than she probably imagined, you know? Yeah. And it and really what's when you say plan B, it's interesting because her plan A still came to fruition by you because know kind of because of B and through Z. Yep. Yeah. 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 Because she was like, okay, I'm gonna find a different way, different solution, different avenue to make Mm -hmm. this work. And then um, it gave her more notoriety so that later on, you know, she could come back. So. That's so good. Yeah. Um, So yeah, uh, we're going to move forward. One of the things I like asking is, um, are there any, you know, fears or challenges that you face now uh, or in the past that you, that you want to overcome that are, that are really challenging to you? Well, I think when you put any, put your baby out there, I call my book, my baby, um, or you put something out there that you write and it's so heartfelt or, you know, you speak on, or you, I'm sure you can compare it to like your acting, you know, like when you pour your heart into it and then you get that first bad review and you're like, what? Hold yeah. on. So for me, a fear was what if they don't like it? What if I'm not credible enough? to help people motivate their lives. Here I am, you know, doubting myself, doubting my existence. Oh, Jamie, you just, you know, you just worked at Disney, you know, what are you to, you know, and I, I always, you know, I, I listened to those small voices for a long time. And that's what took me so long. When I first spoke, my book into existence was almost 10 years ago, but I didn't feel credible enough to launch it. And I, I kick myself right now. And that's why I'm like already writing two. And that's why I've already planning three. And that's because I can't listen to those voices anymore. And when I launched the book, I had a couple of people tell me, oh, yeah, the editing, oh, there's something in it. And I said, this is not Shakespeare. This is a conversation between me yeah. and you. This is a, this isn't Romeo and Juliet. This isn't Pride and Prejudice. This isn't, this is a conversation. And this is my first book. And I did it, you know, and so now I have to go beyond those fears because from time to time, that little voice will come up. I, I don't know what to name her. I, I putrid, I guess. I don't know what to name her, but I don't like her. She's, she's a Karen, you know, uh, and me. And I'm just like, shut up, you know, like, who am I, you know? And then I really just, I focus my life and, you know, I might not be the the number one author to everybody, but if my book touches one person that I don't know, then I've done it. Period. Even if my book touches one person I did know, you know, and since putting out that book, I have had people come to me and say, I can't believe this has been written. Thank you. I needed this push. I needed this book. And every time I hear that, I just, I thank God. I, I, you know, I get down on my knees. I'm like, yes, you know, but it's, it pushes me to the next place. You know, I, I'm just, you know, so it's that fear of that little voice. That's my big, that's, that was what I needed to get through. And right. You know, I think in art, not everybody likes the same painting. So not everybody's going to like my book. And I just have to get beyond that. And I think that's it. In any creator, I think that's what we need to do is just, okay, you don't like my book. Peace out so much. Oh, well. You know, I, there's that, what, that TikTok video. Have you ever seen that? Where they're like, you don't like me? You know, and they're just like <laughs> laughing. That's kind of how I had to be, you know. I had to be like, oh. Yeah. Okay. Not your favorite. That's cool. But I'm that person's favorite and I'm that person's favorite. And, you know, I hold on to that. You know, my kid called yeah. me a hero. So that's yeah, why you're always, you're always going to be criticized by people that mm-hmm. are doing less than you. 
Right. Um, that's a, that's a quote that I really like. Um, yeah. Because I, I there's another podcaster that I really like who I follow, and he he was saying that when he first started out or when he first started being successful, mm-hmm. he would get a lot of um, you know comments or you know saying you're this or you're that or you're not you're not educated enough to speak on this topic or um, you know you're you know oh it was it was really funny because I I kind of modeled my podcast after him. And just a couple of weeks ago, somebody was saying, wow, every single time you respond to the person, you say, wow, I love that. Like, do you have anything else relevant to say about what the other person's saying? You're a complete joke. And so and so he he posted that and was saying, you can't respond to these things and get upset uh, or angry. And he Mm -hmm. said, I used I used to get into these little arguments with these people on online and say, well, you know, Mm -hmm. you don't know me or whatever. And he he realized at some point that he just had to say, thanks for your opinion, and then just Mm -hmm. move on. You know, it's funny, because I I heard you say, wow, a few times. And I thought, wow, that's so positive. Like, that's so cool. You know, you you know, what a great, you know, word to use. And so yeah, it's you can't you can't please everybody. And that's yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. I mean, Owen Wilson says it a lot and he's a meme. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I feel you're going to be a meme. someday. I'm, you know, it's going to, it's going to happen. <laughs> um, the other thing I was, I was thinking of was um, just like the concept of not letting other people affect you. Um, but also not like you were saying, not letting it, uh, you affect yourself that yes. you have that the inner critic. Yes. Um, that's, that's a big thing. I like that you, you called yours putrid, but it's, it's <laughs> yes. not listening, not listening to that voice and yeah. allowing it to dictate, um, what you're going to do next or what you're going to say. Um, exactly. and, and the, your actions, because that for me, um, especially with this podcast for a long time, I was like, well, I don't, I'm not good enough. I don't have, you know, the speaking ability or all these things that would come into my head. Um, and it's still that critic will still show up um, yep. today. And it's one of those things you just have to say no, like you're saying mm-hmm. just say no, mm-hmm. and shut that off and keep going. Yep, exactly. We all have to be like, I can't, I can't listen to you anymore. You're not worth my, you're not worth my effort, you know, and you're always going to have I mean, it, family members can be negative on you, your best friends will become negative on you. You just have to keep showing you. You have to keep going and getting back up. And that's the only way it's going to be. You'll be able to see it, you know? I mean, if you think about it, like where were we were by this time last year, we all were living in a a big guy's footsteps in a theme park, you know? Mm -hmm. Now look at where we're at in tragedy. You know, we're creating, we're doing, we're motivating, and we're moving on. And that fear is still there, but I'm trying to teach my fear to motivate me more and to use those voices you know to to you know like sometimes you t- sometimes I tell my kids you know like clean your room and I swear they say they, they hear clean your room in an hour you know and and it's the same thing it's like oh you got this and I'll be like you know try to manipulate it in my head so that it'll help me you know so it doesn't right. get to me every time, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we're we're going to jump into these final questions. Okay. These are the same ones I always ask at the end. Uh, we, we, we touched on Captain Marvel because yes. uh, I always ask who your favorite superhero is. Do you have any other favorite superheroes? Well, a funny thing about me, I have all well, I have a banner. He's a big husky dog and I have a Loki. He's a teeny little like dog i don't know he's terrier (laughs) chihuahua something but he's weird looking he's a low-key um um and i definitely would say speaking of banner i love the hulk i've always loved the hulk um i love um how he's kind of like stuck in himself a lot of the time um and that I tend to, I, re, I relate really well with that. I, even though I'm an extrovert, um, that little voice inside of me, you know, um, whether good, bad, or indifferent, you know, I just, you know, like, I feel like the Hulk is very similar 
you know? And so I've always loved, I've, I love his transformation. I love it. I've loved it in almost every movie, almost every movie. Um, uh, I've loved the actors and how they portrayed him. Um, and I just love, I love the concept of so much change and so much envelopment and, you know, coming up strong, you know, and then, you know, still at the same time. It's like, you know, I love that he's, when he's his strongest, he's kind of a dumb dummy. And when he's his weakest, he's kind of the smartest guy in the world. You know, I just, I love that flex. Um, so I would say yeah. the whole for sure. For sure. And then um, villain wise, I know that in, in the same, we'll go back to Loki. Um, it, I, I like Loki as a villain. I, I think he, I like a villain that you kind of root for. Yeah. To be yeah. honest. Um, I like a villain, you know, with a, with a, a flip-flop attitude. Um, it's all about protecting yourself sometimes, you know, and, and um, as much as we are superheroes, sometimes we have to just, you know, kind of concentrate on number one. Um, you know, sometimes I have to do things that are just for my family, you know, and I have to be like, I'm sorry, this is what I'm doing. Um, kind of in my move to California, my family was kind of against me coming into that and um, I got a lot of backlash and I'm kind of the villain of my family still five years later, six years later um, because I've chosen to raise my children in California. Um, and you kind of have to do you. And that's what I like about Loki, you know? So those are my two. What are your two? Um, so I have, there's a couple I um, I've talked about it a few times on the show, but my, my favorite superhero right now is daredevil love um yeah um ever yeah. since the the netflix show came out um, yeah. i've been just so I, i've been so impressed with him because he deals with so much internally that he has to go through mm -hmm. um villain um i don't know if you've seen the show it's called the boys um but it's a superhero show on amazon it's like very adult very very okay. like gory and like okay. game of thrones level um, i like game of thrones yeah. so i'd be okay with that yeah, so um basically he's like the main the main superhero in the world. He's basically Superman. He has flight and um hmm. laser vision and all of the strength, but he's like a terrible person. Oh. Um and so he hides everything. Like on, on the surface, he's you know, Mr. Perfect American. He has like an American flag as his cape. Um, and so his name is Homelander, and he's like everybody loves him, but deep down he's just like this terrible person. Um, and so I don't know as a villain, it's just something, uh, something I hadn't seen before in a superhero show or comic that I really liked and, um, seeing him kind of, uh, every time he makes a bad decision, it kind of like unravels for him and that he, he has like a really, I think I relate to him in some ways cause he mm -hmm. had a really rough childhood. Mm -hmm. Um, and so there are, there are reasons why he's doing what he's doing because it's for, for affection and for adoration Mm -hmm. Um, and he, he needs that to survive because if he doesn't have it, he's nothing. Um, so yeah, it's a very interesting villain that is kind of tied to his, his own like past and that, that he, he feels like he can't escape it. I so yeah, that. I, he's a, he's a cool villain. Like scary, that. very scary, but I'm going to have yeah. to look into that one. I like that. Yeah. It's basically like what, what if Superman was just a horrible person and, like what what is he capable of which is like a lot of bad so yeah 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 Aww. yeah very cool yeah um okay so our final two questions um this is just a fun one i do before the final question um what is something in your life recently that you feel incredibly inspired by well we talked about it in the beginning and i have to agree with you um i'm totally inspired when people come to pick up my book and I am talking with them and asking them, what are you doing with your life? How are you doing in this time? And I mean, people are sad. People are scared. But most of them say, versus that, this is what I'm doing. And there's so much inspiration. And those stories are fueling me right now. Like, I'm just impressed with my friends and family that are, that are doing this, you know? Um, you know, they're, they're stepping beyond their nine to five and they're saying, look, I can make film. Look, I can uh, go to school for this. And I never thought I could, or I'm doing, you know, 
writing this book or having this podcast. I just, I love it. I am so blown away by those people. Yeah, absolutely. And they, those, I feel those like those inspire me. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel yeah. like those people inspire me too when I'm kind of stuck. Cause um, mm-hmm. you know, I was, I had a really good system going with the podcast, I did one every week and then I kind of fell off for a little bit, but then somebody else did something that was so encouraging. And then I was like, okay, I got to keep going, got to keep going. So that I think just looking at what other people are doing sometimes can be really helpful and inspiring. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Very good. Uh, And last one, this is, this is the big one. Uh, It's my favorite question because I love hearing everyone's perspective. Mm -hmm. Um, But what is your definition of what it means to be a hero? Uh, Definitely somebody who, um, who positively influences um, and somebody who never gives up Um, somebody who believes in the greater good. And at the end of the day, tries to recover it. Um, I really believe that life, especially right now in 2020 is such a scary, weird time. And I believe that if we don't link elbows, I believe true heroes, you know, uplift, they don't squish out people. They don't try to, you know, go against anybody. Um, that is a that's a true hero for me. You know, somebody who literally is positive, who can influence others to do good, and who helps helps the greater good. You know, give the coat off your back. Get, you know, if you have ten, give five. You know. I love that because um, I think you really hit the nail on the head with what's what's going on right now, mm-hmm. uh, that a, a real hero is somebody that continues to stay positive and pushes through those barriers in those dark times, uh, because those are things that are outside of our control. And yeah. so we can, we can only control what we can do. And despite anything that's, that's happened to us or despite anything that anyone is doing to us, um, or, you know, like a company letting us go, um, or any, anything like that, we are still in control of our lives. Right. Um, and I think a real, a real hero understands that and knows that the value of pushing forward. So yeah, I like it. Thank you. I like that. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. We're all done. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad that I'm so glad that you came on. I, yeah, I've been really looking forward to this. You have so many great ideas that I think are going to be so helpful to the listeners. So so thank you so much for doing this. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. And I'm, I love what you're doing and I support it. And we're all here for one another at the end of the day. All right. Thank you all for listening this week. Thank you, everyone who tuned in. And once again, thank you, Jamie, for coming on. Um, this was a great interview. I had such a good time talking to Jamie again, her book, living your life in plan B to Z is available for purchase on Amazon. So feel free to check that out if you're interested and, uh, yeah, we have a lot more planned in the future. So please just keep an eye out on social media. All right, everyone have a great week. And just remember, no matter what you've been through, there's a hero inside of you and you can always put on that cape. Take care.